Uh, Minnesota State got a look. The whistle has not come yet. There's a turn and a fire. Maverick's coming to get the score. Minnesota State's David Celia off the left wing came in. That puck bounced around off the goaltender a couple of times and it bounced to the left side. And there was no one to stop Celia from walking right in and putting it over the prone goaltender. And the Mavericks tie this game up. From BLC Studios in Mankato, Minnesota, this is the Maverick Hockey Live Podcast. Presented by Duncan. With your host, Shane Frederick. This is the Maverick Hockey Live podcast presented by Duncan. I'm the host, Shane Frederick, and joining me today is Minnesota State junior forward, David Cilia. How you doing today, David? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Good to see you again. Um, it's been a few months. Uh, I know we did the podcast last year as well, and, and that was a fun conversation. Um, you know, now it's a new season and you're you're a few, few weeks in. Uh What's what's different about this team? Um, you know, Mike Hastings always talks about kind of developing your own personality every every season, every team. You had a lot to kind of live up to from last year with everything that went on. How, how, how have you kind of found your identity this year so far? I think part of it is we're still working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think these first six games have really helped us kind of identify what our identity is when we're playing well. Uh, and there's times where we haven't been playing well. And so now we kind of know what we have to do to, to build that identity and, and kind of create our own, uh, you know, kind of culture around uh, our team. And I, I think a lot of guys are, are starting to step into roles and, and find roles. It's always what the beginning of the year is like, um, you know, different guys coming back. You want guys to take steps and new guys to fill in. And I think, you know, a couple of young guys, the freshmen are stepping in, uh, especially on the back end. And, and we got a couple forwards, too, that are, that are stepping in. So we're, we're finding our groove here and we're excited to start conference play. Yeah, and you know you start conference play this week, uh, playing uh, Bowling Green at home, uh, coming off a couple tough losses up at St. Cloud. Um, I, I think uh, everybody kind of looked uh, after you guys lost Friday night as oh you'll you know win Saturday and you'll be four and two just like you were with a tough schedule last year. But uh, alas, you're three and three. Um, you know how how's been the response to that uh, weekend uh, this week in practice, and you know how how do you feel like you guys played overall that weekend? I think we had good moments, um, you know, 80% of the game. I thought we, we controlled pace, and but it really showed us that we need to be detailed on uh, on everything we do for a full 60 and if we want to win a lot of hockey games this year. So, um, you know, as much as, as that loss sucked, it's, it's our job to kind of learn from that and, and make sure it doesn't happen again. So, um, you know, you'd like to be 4-2, and kind of like you said, and we kind of like let two games slip away, I thought. I thought both those games were definitely winnable, and we were right there, and um, but as long as I think this week we really focus on, you know, staying detailed for the full practice and, and making sure we can play a full 60 coming up. What's it like to play that tough a schedule right off out of the gates? I mean, I know you had the Omaha uh, um, exhibition game and um, you guys treated like that as an exhibition, I think. And, um, and then you play Minnesota and then you play Duluth and, now, and then you play St. Cloud. And, and um, I mean, you, you throw you guys in there. Um, I mean, that's a that's a tough you know group of uh, college hockey programs all within a few hours of each other, and you guys, everyone's battling for state pride, bragging rights, repay from frozen fours, et cetera. What what's it like to play you know that tough a schedule you know right you know through the month of uh, October? You know, it's exciting. I think it's kind of partly why we we come here because you wanna you wanna play the best. And I think last year we had we started off with the defending national championship. A champion, so we had that to, to kind of build off. And this year it was the Battle of Minnesota. 
Um, so they've each kind of taken their own character the first six games. And, um, you know, it's fun. You're traveling around to the different ranks, different atmospheres, all in state. We have a lot of Minnesota boys, too. So building that rivalry was fun. And, um, you know, it really tells you where you're at and, and what you got to work on. And I think you got to be ready. And it's kind of what college hockey is about. You kind of, you know, starting off with that uh, that strong schedule is, I don't know, I like it. I think a, lot, a bunch of the guys like it, too. And um, hopefully we continue to do that. You and I talked about this a little bit um, last time, which was right after Hockey Day, uh, when you had your hat trick on Hockey Day and the, how, how much fun Hockey Day is and how much it means to, to Minnesota. But uh, you, you said you, you have a lot of Minnesota guys on, on your team. But, you know, for you, um, even though you're Canadian, you have to feel, you know, being a member of this team and seeing what those rivalries are like, you know, you, you don't have to have grown up here to realize that, you know, Gophers, Bulldogs, Huskies, Mavericks, throwing the Beavers, throwing the Tommies, eventually they're going to, they'll, they'll be fine down the road. What, you know, how quickly do you realize, like, how, you know, what that rivalry is like for you as somewhat of an outsider, even though, you know, the Minnesotans do love to talk about, you know, state of hockey and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, what's, what's nice too, it's funny, about every time my parents come here, they, they feel like they're right at home. They feel like they're right in Canada, just the people and the way they love hockey. So, you know, getting into that rivalry is pretty easy because it reminds me of home and, and kind of what hockey, the kind of what hockey's like back there and what it means to, to Canadians, I guess, and in Minnesota too. And um, you kind of hear the stories uh, about, you know, Hill, Will Hillman's dad is, Will's my roommate and you know, the stories of if his dad playing up at the U and against different team and different rivalries, they got a lot of history to them. And so, you know, getting a chance to, to play in those rivalries and, and kind of create them, like you said, uh, going against St. Thomas, hopefully that's one that gets created over the years and, and kind of that old time hockey that <laughs> it kind of, it's kind of fun. So hopefully we get back to that and um, build some good, because those are fun games to play in. And certainly the, the gopher rivalry, you know, it's, it's funny that, uh, uh, you know, years and years ago when I was covering the team and it was kind of a one-sided rivalry, I think there was a, a, I can't even remember the number, but a long stretch of games where, where Minnesota State did not beat Minnesota. Um, and, you know, now you look at, uh, you know, you, you beat them in a in a regional championship uh, a couple of years ago. You, you beat them in the Frozen Four last year. Uh, you you start the season, um, you know, going up there and, and taking a loss and then, you know, having to bounce back the next night at home. Um, that rivalry has really kind of grown. And, and really, it always seems to me that yeah, there's the geographical rivalries, but then there's the rivalries of teams when, when they are both good. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and it really kind of sparks in amongst the players and the programs and the fans. Yeah, yeah. I noticed the fans get in get into it quite a bit on Twitter too. You know, laugh at a couple of tweets that they they fire out too. But um, yeah, no, like you said, it's it's a great rivalry. It, it's built with a lot of history, and um, yeah, they're fun games to play in, and it's fun that we keep crossing paths. You know, talk about your off season a little bit, and you know what, how you prepared for for this year. What um, obviously you ha got to play some key roles uh, last year, and, and we we talked about that a little bit, and uh, kind of your your job, um, you know, on faceoffs um, as well as uh, killing penalties. Seems like you got a little bit more responsibility this year. Right? That that happens. People move up the line chart. Um, they get older. They get better. What, how did you prepare for this year and, and kind of different responsibilities there? Um, I think just trusting my abilities and um, trusting the work that I put in. I think I didn't stress about, you know, coming in trying to be this, trying to be that. I just focused on, you know, surrounding myself with, with people that I thought could make me better back home and um, that really on my side to support me and, and make sure that I'm ready to go in this off season. You know, I got a great trainer and, and Bob Pond back home and 
Um, so I really worked with him and kind of addressed some things. And then, you know, coming in, we come here in the summer too. And mm-hmm. That's a really good chance for us to meet meet the new guys and really gel as a team and, and find our role. And I think we did a good job this year of, you know, really trying to get together and use that time. And, um, you know, Inky, our, our strength coach, really pushed us in the gym too. So I think that played a big part in, in getting ready. And it's just coming in and, and trusting where you're at and, you know, wanting to take that next step and more of a mentality than um, more than anything else. Sure. I mean, that makes sense. You're off to a pretty good start through six games with a couple goals, five points. Um, you off to the, the start you want to be off to uh, personally? I mean, I got to be happy with it. Um, but you always want more mm-hmm. out of yourself. You know, there's a couple missed chances that you want to capitalize on and, and kind of learn from them. And, uh, you know, it's part of the game, too. And part of being at this program is you're always trying to be better. And, um, you know, people are coming for you like Bowling Green is going to come and want us, so we got to be sharp and, um, you know, just always wanting more and expecting more of ourselves. I think that's something that Hasty kind of instills in us, and um, I think it's been a really, really good at improving every day and, and helped us be a better team. Is there certain areas that you work specifically where you'd like to see yourself improve or where you're specifically working on? Um, I think they, they come up as game, you know, you have a stretch of games where you're really good at this and then you kind of forget about that. So it's just balancing it all. I think, um, you know, details, the finer details are always something you got to touch on at the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. until they come back in grain. So that's kind of what I've been focusing on right now. And then, you know, as things come up, maybe it's, you know, a quicker shot release on a certain player. Um, they all kind of changes throughout the year, but just really continuing to, to assess and, and, and build is a big thing for me. So interesting. Yeah, I, I think I've talked to a couple of guys about this before, and I've talked to Hasty about this. You, you know, getting back to that schedule that you guys have played so far, uh, when you talk about trying to refine things and find the details and, and work on your game, and uh, I brought it up with, with Coach about, you know, even what you're, you're doing on a power play or, 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 or a penalty kill, um, you don't have that stuff defined you know, until, you know, a couple months into the season usually. And then you're, but right away you're playing these teams where you have to be detail oriented. You have to have some semblance of a power play or a penalty mm-hmm. kill. Um, so it, and it seems like a balance where you don't want to put too much into something, but at the same time you have to be, you know, ready in all those areas. And I know you guys work on this and you guys, uh, you know, treat your training and your practice as professionals, but how, how does that balance out? I mean, you try your best. I think video does help a lot too. So you can kind of recreate those those scenarios. But like you said, it's kind of hard to, to work on those things when you don't have, when you're not playing games. I, f- I feel like that's when you really get to touch mm-hmm. on it, reflect it when you start playing games and, and kind of refine those details, like you said. But um, I think the coaches do a good job of, of trying to create game scenarios where you're in positions where you'll, you'll feel that in a real game. So it kind of mimic that same player or whatever. And um, I think it's kind of the only way. I mean, video too. I think Nader and, and Polly do a great job of, of really being detailed on the video. Um, so that helps as well. When you guys watch video, like how much time in, in a in, in a given week do you do you spend on that? Whether it's individually or uh, as a team, I think as much as we need. Yeah, um, if that makes sense. So if, uh, upcoming week, if we play a team that we played a lot, maybe it'll be a little less, a little, a little lighter. Um, coming off a good week and good details. If we didn't have the best weekend and, you know, we got a, a big rivalry coming up and we got to be sharp on our details, it just kind of touches. So there's no set uh, time. And obviously they're always available for guys to do do extra video, which is nice too and really yeah. helpful. Um, so it, it, it all depends on a week. But usually we'll see 
you know, they usually keep it short. So they'll go before practice for 10, 15 minutes, you know, power play, PK, five on five stuff. So they do, they do a good job of showing us enough, but not too much. You can learn a lot from that, you, know, yeah. you feel like? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You think, you know, 10 minutes of video, you don't think as much. But when you're detailing, breaking down every play, it's all you really need to, to really digest it, go practice, use it. And maybe the next day work on something else so that we can kind of integrate it all. Because I know some coaches like to do the hour video sessions and I've been in a few of those. You just get a little <laughs> lost and you kind of forget <laughs> the first thing you said. So, Well, um, I suppose, too, I mean, you're are, are there, you know, you, you, you have to remember things from the video, too. So if it's too much and then you go back out on the ice, you know, what what parts are you picking up and what parts are you are. are you know, trying to refine on that. Um, and, and there's got to be times where you see stuff on video that you didn't even realize you were doing or it, it can be a habit thing or uh, uh, just a, you know, a certain way of playing or a certain place you're supposed to be on the ice you thought you were and didn't realize it. I mean, that, that stuff comes up all the time, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, the game is so fast, uh, especially right now. Maybe you thought you saw a play, but then maybe you didn't. So that's another, another valuable tool that video does is it does help you kind of see maybe your stick wasn't actually there maybe you weren't moving your feet when coach said you were or when you thought you were but coach said you weren't so just little things like that yeah you gotta be careful about arguing back i suppose <laughs> when when they got the video to come out and prove yeah exactly. you gotta really be 100 percent, or else you'll get, you'll get posted for sure yeah, that's 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 pretty good um you know, we were talking about those uh, rivalry games, and I'm sure it was uh, tough, uh, you know, playing the Gophers that uh, you, you ended up getting a, a five-minute major and a game misconduct early on. And, um, you know, Coach Hastings talked afterwards, you know, he's kind of a double whammy because you're a, a key penalty killer and area that you, uh, you know, really uh, uh, have a lot of pride in your game on. Um, you know, when you're watching in that uh at that time, this that was obviously a big moment in the game. Um, Mavericks killed off the major. The crowd kind of got into it. Things started to, to sway uh, the Mavericks' way, and eventually MSU won. Uh, what's it like for you? Where are you watching that? What are you doing uh, in that situation? When uh, you know, I don't we don't get to talk to the guys who get got the boot too often because uh, you know they kind of disappear for the rest of the night. Yeah, I didn't know what to do with myself. I think <laughs> I was. I was pretty upset. I think I was in the gym at one point. I was in the training room. I was upstairs, downstairs. I was everywhere from that first 10, 10 15 minutes. So um, there's a lot of emotions going on, but it was nice to see the boys and, and the crowd rally around it and, and really help me out and uh, kill that five minute off and then and then go to work and um, kind of put it to, to the Gophers and, and come back and, and win that game. So as much as it sucked being out of the game and, and wanting to help my teammates, I was, I was proud of them to, to come together and, and help me out and, and win the game. Sure. I mean, and, and it's got to be difficult for, for anybody. So were you watching as you're pacing around and running around? I mean, you got different TVs on in different parts of the uh, training area. Yeah. They had a, they had a TV on <coughs> in, the, in the lounge. So I was watching there for a little bit. It was a little delayed. So when we scored our first goal, I heard everyone cheer and, uh, and then I saw it after. So that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I, after, after I calmed down, I went out and up and watched it with the, with the other guys in the third period. Sure. So saw it live, but yeah, it was funny to hear the Hiller building go wild before I saw the goal, but it definitely got me excited too. Oh, that's pretty good. That, that's good stuff. Cause you know, it's just, I, I always wonder what happens to, to those players. Cause they, they kind of, um, and that was a tough one. Cause I think people thought the, the rule was going to be changed a little bit and, and maybe that uh, wasn't as egregious as 
some checks from behind and that, you know, they were going to try to change that up this year so you don't get a game misconduct along with it. And obviously that wasn't the case. So, you know, it's just, it's such a, uh, it's such a tough penalty um, when it's five minutes to begin with, but then you lose a player and you have to shuffle your, your whole, you know, lineup around and, and, and change the way you're doing, especially at the time of the game that that came. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely like for a ball and, and a couple of centers. That <laughs> they're giving me, uh, giving me crap because I, you know, left the game early, so they really had to get up and down the sheet there. Yeah, the center, right? so and then yeah, they're doing your job. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you like killing penalties? Is that? Uh, is, I mean, I know you've got more responsibility. You're doing some other things as well. But as you know, we talked about that a little bit last time. Is that is that something you've you've liked doing? And I, I know it's. I've watched a lot of practices where Nodders running the P- PK and things can be uh, intense out there. What, you know, what's that like? Yeah, I, I mean, I love it. I love the, you know, you're down a man, so you got to kind of rally around that and, and kind of bring the energy and, and hopefully swing the momentum like we were able to when I got that five minute. And um, yeah, like you said, it's something I take pride in and, and a role that I've kind of find, found myself in the last few years going back to juniors. So um, just trying to be detailed on it and um, yeah, definitely enjoy getting the opportunity to kill and, and appreciate it. For Are you a shot blocker at all? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got to be if you're yeah. on, the, on the penalty kill, but I probably right. should be blocking a little more, more <laughs> shots than, than I have this year. Well, it's uh, it's early, and, you know, it's I, it's always an amazing yeah. thing. Um, you know, I going back to that same game against the Gophers, watching uh, late in the game, um, probably at a time where you might have been out on the ice, uh, uh, you know, uh, Christian Fitzgerald blocked a couple shots, and then I noted that, and I just thought, like, wow, it's early in the season, and here's a freshman who's kind of getting this, um, maverick mentality um, that that you guys uh, instill in each other. Do you instill that in the freshmen that come in and talk about those expectations so they're not just coming in from the coaching staff and and uh, you know that does come from the other players about here here's how we play and this is how we do things and you know if you want to play you got to yeah got to do this. It's something Hasty expects, but it's something I think we do by example. Um, right. I think when he did block the shot, I think you could look at the whole bench and they were going crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a way that we build trust with each other and, and kind of show that, you know, I'll, I'll battle for you. Um, and, and that's how we come closer and how when we get into those tight games that we know we got each other's back. So, um, no, really proud of him for, for stepping up. And, and I think he took two right in. Yeah. I go back to back. So, I think that, so that was a cool moment and definitely got the crowd into it. And, um, you know, it really shows a lot to, to the guys on our team too. Yeah. It's a, uh, I, I, I tell you, watching from the stands, I'm just, you know, kudos to you guys for doing that. Uh, cause I, you know, and I always laugh cause the goalies, the goalies are the ones who have all the pads on. Yeah, so right. you, you guys are expected to get in front of those pucks. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some of them are, are stingers, but no, we're, we're suited up pretty good. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> just not, not, just not the big pads. Yeah, not as much. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so uh, you know, kind of going forward here, you you, uh, you know, coming off the the two losses, you you feel like uh, you know, just you going into conference play here. Does the mentality change a little bit going into conference play, and and uh, or or are you you kind of trying to you know, build off and improve on what happened last weekend or how, how, how does that work? Um, I think going in, in the conference play definitely means a little more because it's, it's our conference. Right. Um, you know, we want to win our conference. We want to be the best team in our league. Um, and I think being three and three and, and losing those two games are, our margin for error is a little less, uh, with the way the NCAA works. And, um, so we've got to be really detailed and, um, I think just, yeah, being excited and, and, like I touched on before, playing a full 60. And I think if we do that, um, 
like we showed that we can we can skate with the top teams in the country so just trusting our game and 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 just really it, it comes down to playing a full 60 and being detailed and, and working for each other blocking shots getting pucks low and putting pucks where we can we can get them and um, just really playing for each other here, I think, is, is big. Do you feel like you have a, a you know, just yourself uh, after going through this for a year that you have a, a particular team that feels like a big rivalry in conference? I feel like every team has a little bit of their own little matchup, little rivalry. I know uh-huh. Bowling Green weekend and, and Bemidji weekend are big for, for Nodder. He gets really excited about it, which elevates our game um, and elevates us. And uh, it's a good way for us to kind of rally around that and, and build this, you know, kind of conference play. And, um, you know, Tech's got its own little persona to it, too, when we play them. So it, it's fun to see how you play different teams. And right. over the course, of, especially I was only here for one year, so I can mm-hmm. imagine guys that have been here for four kind of playing the same teams and, and you kind of relive old games where you kind of get that same energy, same feel coming into it. And um, I will say, you know, when you're playing a certain team, you do have a different vibe to a different energy to it, um, which is exciting. Yeah, you know, and uh, I think Bowling Green, they're, they're hard, they're heavy. Um, they like to get pucks to the net, so we're ready to battle this week and um, ready to play a tough game and really grind them down and, and get a W. Yeah, that's uh, right off the bat to play Bowling Green. I, th- I think that rivalry is really developed, but but you're right, and I, I think it's been great to see, you know, in the – um, you know, the way this conference has shaped up over the years, whether it was the WCHA or now the CCHA and having those, uh, someone, I was talking to someone the other day, uh, because you guys have been as a program so dominant. Um, I said, but yeah, you know, it's still the, the, oftentimes the, you know, the McNaughton cup comes down to one of the last weekends of the season still. So it's not automatic. And, um, so you still have to find a way to, to win the, the right games at the right time to, to win that trophy. And, and the rivalries change as you go on and whether it's tech or Bemidji or Bowling Green, um, it, it, you know, I think it's, it's fun for fans to kind of see that. And, and then when you've been on the run, you guys have been on, um, now you feel, I'm sure everybody feels a little bit of pressure to like, you know, you don't want to be the team to, to give up that cup. It's kind of almost got a permanent spot here in Mankato. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's pressure, but it's also pride. You know, it's pride to keep it here um, and earn it mm-hmm. and really earn it here. I mean, if I think if we go to battle, and it, it means something to see all those banners in a row uh, up in the stands and it's something we get to look at every day and remind ourselves that, you know, those weren't easy to put up. It's not easy to put up whatever they got, five, six up there. Um, so it's something that we're looking to put seven in and it motivates us to, to be hard. And, you know, when practice is getting tough and, um, you know, it's, it's all worth something. And, and by the end of the year, it's, it's going to pay off. I never really thought about that. Those kind of hanging over your head in, in, in practice, even when you look up and see those, that, so you, it does, you, you do see that and it make you do think about it. Yeah, I, I'd say so. You see, I mean, there's a lot of history in that building, a lot of, a lot of games won. So, uh, something special to be part of, especially in this program. And, um, yeah, it's, it's fun to look up and, and kind of see. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing how how many there are now. It's just, you know there used to be nothing hanging up there, and now yeah. it's a, now it's a lot. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. it is. Well, thanks for joining me for the podcast. I really appreciate it. Best of luck against the Falcons again um, this weekend and going forward. And maybe we'll have you on later in the in the year. All right, thank thank you. All right, that's uh, David Cilia. I'm Shane Frederick. This has been the Maverick Hockey Live podcast presented by Duncan. We'll see you next week.